0: How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, welcome back to another episode. Uh, Right off the bat, sorry, we promised we were going to do Superman, Batman, Apocalypse next, but... We just decided we didn't want to this time, so we'll we'll talk about that next week. and also we just were talking about it. Uh, we're gonna change up the format a little bit. What we've been doing is watching you know each and every Batman movie and we we did that. We watched all of them, yeah. and we're gonna change it up some now. We're still gonna talk about the other uh, other you know superhero movies that involve Batman animated ones and whatnot. But we're no longer gonna sit down and do commentary tracks. We're just gonna discuss the film. I feel like that's a yeah. little bit simpler, and I feel like it's a little bit easier to listen to.
1: Oh, for sure. And I feel like, you know, we like we already covered the big movies. You know, we sat down and watched, you know, like Batman Returns, the original Batman, all that stuff. We, we got to all the juicy ones. So it's like, and let's be honest, a lot of these animated Justice League movies are, are going to be pretty boring. So this yeah. way we can actually just talk about the memorable stuff and all that. And yeah, it, it would just be easier to watch and listen to, I imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, plenty of them are really good. I mean, yeah. Apocalypse is good. Uh, good. Flashpoint is amazing. Uh, Doom is fantastic. So, you know, th- it's not like, you know, we're, we'll talk about all those. Um,
1: oh, yeah.
0: And then whenever something else comes out, we'll just fit that in whenever something else comes out. Like Joker's coming out in like three weeks,
1: yeah, three weeks, weeks now. So, yeah.
0: you know, we'll have plenty to talk about once that comes out, which I'm excited for. I'm just excited for something current to be able to talk about, to be honest.
1: That's true, although I did hear a mild spoiler that makes me even less uh, excited uh, about uh, this uh, movie. I don't want to
0: hear anything.
1: Uh, I won't get into it, but <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait for you to find look, out. Look,
0: we all know this is not a Joker movie. Like, we all know it's not actually a Joker movie. Yeah, not uh, canon. I, I, you know, I'm I'm just, I, I've I've prepared myself for that. And I'm, I've prepared myself to just go in and just hopefully see a well-made and enjoyable movie. Because I know it's not Joker. Yeah, so,
1: that's what I do here. I feel like it'll be the same that everybody's saying, where it's like, well, Joaquin is great, the filmmaking is actually really good, but story-wise, uh, don't think about it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the story might even be good. I mean, it's just not, I know I know, it's not the Joker, so I've kind of gotten that out of the way, and, you know, we'll see Yeah, how it actually is. Uh, but anyway, so that's going to come up. And then obviously Birds of Prey is going to come out. Oh god, that poster is terrible. Everything about everything about the movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks even like more yeah. like
1: neon vomit inducing than suicide squad was.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um so, I'm speaking of that, we got there's a handful of news things to talk about. Um yeah. one Titans is back. I don't know.
1: Don't I've care. watched
0: zero of it and I don't care, but apparently there's a Nightwing sighting. I saw that, yeah. So I mean, about damn time. Yay. I mean, yay! But wait, but you lost us.
1: <laughs> you, you, you lost us, it's like because I think the second episode is out now.
0: Yeah, um, something like that.
1: And like I, I, I heard that yeah, like earlier, the first episode um, is just
0: it's just the the last episode of season well, one. Yeah. For some reason, they decided to not finish the season with the last it's, episode.
1: Exactly. Like that's what I can't get over. Like so many people are like, "Oh, I'm so glad they got over Trigon just
0: out of the way." I'm like.
1: And why did they just finish it with the end of the season? Like that's good writing. Like, why didn't you end this
0: with the start of Trigon and have a whole season with him as the bad guy?
1: That yeah, but just yeah, one of the two. Either a whole first season be about him and end with him, or build up and then a second season actually be with him. Like, but the first season wasn't even about him. No, first season was about anything.
0: No, no, it wasn't.
1: (laughs) So yeah, like I don't, I don't care at all.
0: And apparently, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones is is Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and ap- apparently he's just doing his Scottish accent as Is he Bruce really Wayne. That's what I heard. Again, it- I haven't watched any of it, but I did read some Something that was like the, the recap of the first episode or something. Yeah. Or the second episode where it's just. I don't remember if it was he's just really bad at hiding it or he's not – or he's just not even trying.
1: Um, well, probably both. His, his is so thick. I've heard him like in other stuff where he tried masking it and he never can.
0: So yeah. I think that's
1: part of it. But, and oh it's my just – and,
0: and there's – he – apparently he's just a completely unbelievable. Like there's no way this guy is Bruce Wayne or Batman, no, which I, I think we all knew as soon as that casting came out. I was like, wait, What?
1: Yeah, I feel like they're trying to go for like, oh, he kind of looks like Adam West, like an older Adam West. It's like no, oh,
0: and like, Adam West looks like Batman.
1: I know. And the other thing is, like, apparently I heard like, like Dick when he goes to meet Batman is all like, oh, all's oh, oh, forgiven. I'm like, all you did was complain about this guy the first season, and you go back and finally like confront him. And You're like, you know what, Bruce, I forgive
0: you. I was like, what? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Don't get it. I don't care. No, uh, and I don't. Uh, care. It's
1: it's great that it's great if the Titans are finally actually happening, but y- you lost me. Yeah, I don't we care. tried.
0: We we tried, and you know we gave you the benefit yeah. of the doubt, and it it didn't work. Um, the other thing is, shoot, there was oh yeah, so uh, arrows back. Has that all started? Have have all those shows started yet or not yet? Like all those CW shows? shows, like for this season, oh. have have like they started yet? I'm not sure. But, uh,
1: I don't think so.
0: But regardless, um, so this is, you know, the big final season of Arrow Never, which should have been f- like six seasons ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> and so, you know, they're doing this massive five part crisis crossover and each and every time it's just like, OK, these guys know they've lost so many people and they're just trying they're just throwing oh, everything at this, which I'm all for. I can't wait. I I don't give a crap about any of these shows anymore, but I cannot wait for this Crisis crossover. Sure. Um, just to see Kevin Conroy play a real life Bruce Wayne, is worth it just yeah. in and of itself.
1: It'll be weird, uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it will. But it's gonna be great. Um, sure. well, a new one just came out today, uh, yesterday, and it is almost. It, it's it's not as. I mean that that's the peak. Just Kevin Conroy being a real life Batman is the peak. But if there's a pretty close second, Tom Welling's coming back as Clark Kent.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and
0: that is awesome. And I am all for it, and I can't wait.
1: Well, the crazy part will be actually to see Tom Welling in a Superman outfit. We never
0: they, saw better. they better. They yeah. better. That'd be um, so
1: dumb if they didn't.
0: Yeah, I know, I agree, it would be dumb. But, you know, he's recently come back into, you know, just... The entertainment world, and that's good. I liked him. Well, I mean, he's—it's not like he left. I mean, he's no. been con- He's been making stuff. I mean, but, he, but his career never took
1: off after right, Smallville, really. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and so that that that's gonna be great. I can't wait. And apparently, just from what I was reading, it's gonna be—you know—basically finding out what this Clark Kent has done in the last almost ten years, and I don't know. I'm just excited for it. I was excited. So. Props to all these showrunners for the what they're throwing in for Crisis because that they're pretty smart. It looks like.
1: Yeah, they so, they know what fans are like. You know, wanting wanting to see and stuff. Even though sure. they don't reflect that in the shows.
0: You know, right. currently, but whatever. <laughs> they either don't reflect it or they go too much to try and mask other things. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, anyway, then Batgirl will start at some point, which I don't. Or Batwoman, which I don't care at all, but I'm definitely gonna watch the first two episodes just to be able to properly make fun of it.
1: Oh, I can't even.
0: Oh, I I will just just to just so I'm justified in my hatred of it. Um, I never feel quite justified in my hatred of something if I don't watch it, except for Venom, because <laughs> I flat I out refuse to see Venom. Um, anyway, so I was reading that stuff and then anyway, okay, so. This is just going to be – I didn't even say what this episode was going to be. I said what well, it's not going to be at the beginning. right? But it's just going to be a full movie swap episode, and I figured we would talk about our movie swap movies and then just talk about – because I know both of us have been watching quite a bit of movies recently. Oh, So sure. just kind of – I don't know. Let's just talk about the movies we've been watching.
1: Well, uh, well, before – we still got a little bit of news. The, uh, the Suicide Squad poster with the whole cast came out
0: yeah oh
1: yeah yeah oh that, yeah I mean, well
0: not the poster but like the list the like, cast list
1: yeah I mean, it is it's not like a, a movie poster but it's an right. official poster and it has like the whole cast and my god it's, it's ginormous i mean and i know it's, it's weird uh, it is weird i mean some of the names on there you're like oh what
0: i don't know what um, john Cena is playing but i'm all for it
1: yeah and, and but again the weirdest part is that you have a lot of recurring characters and actors coming back like viola davis freaking uh joel kinnaman and margaret yeah playing the same characters but then isn't i just elva supposed to be the new dead shot or something but like I yeah but the, wasn't, it was pretty funny I like james know. yeah maybe maybe not anymore um which would help a lot yeah but um yeah but james gunn was pretty funny when he you know like, when they released it he was like yeah don't get too attached because one <laughs> you see how big it is you know, a lot of people are going to die, but it's also the Suicide Squad where most of them should die. So it's like already you can tell he understands Suicide Squad better than David Ayers or whoever. Yeah, well, definitely.
0: Well, again, again, I don't I don't blame David Ayers for that first Suicide Squad movie.
1: You do? <laughs> I mean, I like, again, it wasn't. Are you kidding fault, me? That first,
0: it, we talked well, about it time and time again. That first trailer was awesome. And other than first the trailer, Leto Joker, that 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 would have been a decent at least movie. And then the studio it, changed everything.
1: It would have been better. I don't think it would have been that good.
0: I didn't say it was. It would have been great or nothing. But I think it would have been. I think it would have been interesting. I think it would have been all, at least okay. At like worst, it would have been fine.
1: Well, it's like Justice League. Anything would have been better than what we got. Is like, but well, that's true. But it's like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I still don't think he had a very good grasp or I don't like his writing at all because of all the other stuff I've seen too.
0: I still love Fury. Um, (laughs) not even furious. I'm talking like bright. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, that's going to come out at some point and we'll maybe find out something about it one day. Who knows? Uh, Um, I mean
1: the way they're fast tracking this probably
0: to be honest, that would be hilarious if the movie just came out with just nothing before it. And to be honest, I feel like it would do better. Than if they tried to market it, <laughs> probably
1: because it's, it's a People know what the brand is now. People know what the movie is and the, and the title, so that actually wouldn't be entirely impossible. For me, it's like get it over with and out as soon as possible, so James Gunn can start working on Guardians three.
0: Yeah, I think we all are in the same boat with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, just 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 hurry up, F- finish up, and <laughs> let's get Guardians three because that's the best. Please. That's really the only super exciting thing still to come for Disney. That's At like least the only thing I care Marvel, about. The Marvel universe yeah. comes uh comes from. I mean some stuff will be good, but
1: anyway. Sure. But it's like I like that's the only thing I actually genuinely like care about and, sure. and like want to see like yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Uh the, he needs to just they need to just go the the Christopher Nolan approach and just just mums the word on everything.
1: Yeah. I mean if, if everybody should do that. God.
0: Yeah, that's well, not everything. Some things aren't really made for it, but stuff like that, especially like you know, IPs that everyone already knows. Yeah, definitely. There's no really reason for it, but anyway, I mean there there is, I guess. But whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, as far as like new stuff goes, I guess that's it. So do you wanna go movie swap? And or uh, let, let's let's just start with movie swap for this. So oh, okay. this episode of movie swap, we both watched movies that the other one told us to watch. I watched <laughs> L.A. Confidential and. Ian watched Moneyball, so oh. we're gonna talk about both of those movies, cause that's that's what we watched. So uh, we'll start with uh, LA Confidential. Okay. So I saw that. This is a movie I knew the poster for, and that was it. It's one of those movies I've just seen all the time. Like I've just seen different up different places, and I'm very familiar with just that poster. And I didn't know anything about the movie whatsoever. Right. And I I had a lot of fun watching this movie. This was, was it good? Oh, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah. It it was a lot of fun. It was, there was a lot going on in that movie. There was. And uh, there were definitely times when I was just like, all right, hang on. I need to pay attention real quick just to make sure I know exactly what's going on. Because there's not an overt plot set up at the very beginning.
1: Yeah, no, not the beginning, no.
0: And so you kind of it, – it the plot works its way into the movie as it goes on. So you kind of have to constantly keep track of what's going on. And so that just made it even more intriguing, you know, just while watching it. And yeah, it is, uh oh, Yeah, sorry. go ahead.
1: It's kind of like The Accountant where – Like, you find out everything is really related kind of towards the end and stuff where, like, you get that one moment where a character lays it all out. And, like, okay, now you know that everything since the beginning of the movie has all been connected in some way.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it takes place in 50s Los Angeles, which is always a winning setting. I mean. It's cool. Yeah, come on. I mean, there's a reason why 90% of stuff is set in L.A. because it just works. Um, Yeah. And then just, just the cast list alone is just oh, fantastic. I mean, Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, James Cromwell, Danny DeVito. Well, that's not necessarily a high point. But, yeah, no, she's
1: my uh, least favorite part. She was <laughs> she was one of the... But this is like, this is
0: one of the best I've seen her. Oh, sure. Sh- sure, yeah. I mean, she's not bad in this, and I'm not a Kim Basinger fan, but she's not bad in mean, this movie.
1: Been, no, but even then, I don't, I don't love her character, and I was kind of yeah. like... When this movie first came out, that was one of the things people raved about. I was like, really? Of all of all
0: the things? Like, okay. That's not a thing to worth you know, worth raving about. But anyway. Yeah. Um but you know, it's set in fifties LA. It's a cop it's a cop movie. You know, you see how corrupt the LAPD is. Um you know, kinda contrary to the way it's been portrayed by the newspapers and stuff like that.
1: By TV itself, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and by you know up and coming. Although there's not really TV, but it's right at the beginning of all that. But this is just one of those movies where there was no flaw. I couldn't like just when watching it, I couldn't think hmm. of anything that was wrong. Like anything that was wrong with it. Yeah, just everything about it was enjoyable. The story's enjoyable. The characters are amazing. The yeah. uh, guy Pierce is the best in this movie, in you my think? opinion. Oh, he was great. I mean,
1: he's 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 great, but like he's so unlikable at first. He's just I know. Like, oh, shut up.
0: That's what's but, so I mean, impressive, though, about him. I know,
1: but he he pulls it off so well. For me, Russell Crowe is my favorite. He is so good.
0: But uh, and I agree. I know, Russell Crowe's amazing, and I love I love Russell Crowe. But Russell Crowe's pretty much the same. He's playing Russell Crowe in a movie, sure. which is great. Again, we've talked about actors that kind of do this. Russell Crowe is one of them. I just watched The Nice Guys again a few <laughs> yeah. weeks ago and it's basically the same character with more yeah, sarcasm of, yeah, um, a little bit
1: more serious yeah
0: but uh no guy pierce was the one who stood out to me is like this guy is putting on a performance
1: yeah performance
0: wise yeah for sure and doing a great job and yeah. i thought he had the best character arc of any character oh as yeah well. he
1: definitely yeah he definitely has the biggest arc yeah
0: because he's the one that really changes from the beginning to the end Yeah. Uh, But, but, but by not changing at the same time, like that's why it was even more impressive. It's not like, Oh, he's a totally different character by the end. He's just a smarter character by the end, but he hasn't necessarily changed a ton, but he has, he has learned to compromise in certain areas. And, uh, but, but still with maintaining some sort of integrity at the same time, which I thought was a delicate balance and was done really well.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean the whole, Oh man, the, the Rolo Tomasi. Oh, that's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, see, I, I didn't get that at first because I had forgotten about it. And then you I sure? was like, oh, yeah, that was the name that he made up for the guy that killed his father. Yeah. Uh, no, to, uh, my, to give my, him more character. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, my, my favorite scene is is when uh they're interrogating like the black guys. And, uh you know, like Guy Pierce is great. And he's, like, setting them up. And, you know, he hits the recorder oh, yeah. on and off so they hear each other. But yeah. then, like they 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 start breaking, and the and the the one guy starts talking about the the girl they've kidnapped and raped. And you just see freaking Russell Crowe gripping that chair harder and harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally it just snaps. And he just runs in there. <laughs> and it does like Russian roulette. Like, oh. It's <laughs> oh, so
0: good. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was awesome. That that was then, a great then, scene.
1: But and then unpopular opinion, Kevin Spacey is also great in it too. But. Oh yeah,
0: no, Kevin Spacey's great too. But going back to that interrogation scene, and then <laughs> when uh, who who was it that just stares? Is it the chief or something? Stares one is like this guy's good.
1: Oh yeah, the chief. Yeah, or,
0: I don't remember who said it. It was either Russell Crowe or someone. But anyway, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Spacey's great too. But again, Kevin Spacey is playing Kevin Spacey, just like yep. Russell Crowe is playing Russell Crowe. I mean, these are their—you know—they just fit into these roles perfectly. Both of those yep. actors, and man, Kevin Spacey has the wannabe famous TV, oh, yeah. uh, TV like in charge cop.
1: Oh well, man, even, that's even just he has great. an
0: arc, you know? Yes, he do- Yeah, he does, because he goes yeah. from that to then, you know. Uh, he feels bad about the one kid who's going right. to get set up, and he's like,
1: "He tries to go and save him, but of course, it doesn't work."
0: Right, but, but he, uh, you know, he joins up with Guy Pierce to go and you know try and solve this case, and and they even talk about it. That's that's not even his department because he's not even a yeah, yeah. homicide. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. No, they they all have character arcs for oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe has an interesting has an inter- interesting dynamic where his whole kind of character is rooted rooted in his his brutality and especially his brutality towards uh women beaters because he watched his mom get beat to death by his uh father and another interesting thread is the fact that both him and guy pierce who end up being the main for lack of better term the main buddy cop part of the movie yeah they both have the exact same backstory of their fa of uh a parent getting killed, and then the person never being caught. Oh sure. And so you know they each have very similar motivations for why they're in the places that they are. They're just very different people.
1: Yeah, um, never really noticed that, but yeah, you're right.
0: And then the final showdown is just awesome. I mean, if you just watch oh. straight out gunfight, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't get many good solid shootouts like that anymore, and, and that's one you of really the, the kind of that's one of the forgotten ones. It's just, where it's yeah. like the whole geography of the shootout is important you know like oh uh, yeah it's it's a, it a great little shootout that people forget people forget this movie in general like yeah i mean like it it, it didn't get a whole lot of oscar nominations i don't think i i nearly got snubbed you know, like james yeah. james cromwell could have been freaking nominated he's so good in it oh, like, yeah, oh yeah 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 and yeah. like when he turns i didn't. I remember the first time seeing that that freaked me out
0: Oh, okay that's another thing i want to talk about so this probably has the second best main character death like random death oh and right other than the departed the departed, departed still is the best say. that's the best main character death of all time and Leonardo DiCaprio In terms of, like,
1: not seeing it coming right yeah. right
0: just shot no fanfare nothing and this is probably second oh yeah of Kevin Spacey just like halfway through the movie just getting yeah. shot and killed by the police chief. And even that just the,
1: awesome. the scene, like the, the scene isn't tense or anything. Like Kevin Spacey is like about to drink some coffee. And he's like, no, I haven't told him. And then as soon as he does that, like, you know, James Cromwell just turns around and pops him right in the heart. And he's like, what? And, the
0: and thing, Kevin like, Spacey... there's, like there's no, like, you, you're right. That, that's the thing. Like there's no tension built up in the scene oh, at yeah. all. So good. And so, you know, a lot of times you're sitting there kind of, you know, nervous or, you know, stuff's building when stuff like that happens. And there's just, or nothing. you know, that
1: like, or you know like the other party knows and stuff like this. It's like, no.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Something like that usually is going on. And yeah. then for this one, none of that. So that was <laughs> that was great. I mean, this movie gets it has a lot of critical acclaim. It's got a ninety nine percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, that's the weird part, is that people loved it, but it's just kind of been
0: forgotten. I and mean, it's I'm, got I'm a ninety four percent audience rating. Sure. I mean, this is you know, that that's that's as high as it gets. As far I mean, as yeah, pretty much. As far as movies go, and so that is surprising that this didn't get more anything. With. Yeah. I mean, it it won it won two Oscars. What it went um, for? I'm trying. To, I'm looking it up now. Let's see. They won, uh, Kim Bassinger won Best Actress. That's what I thought. Like, Best Supporting I Actress. Good gosh, that's Again,
1: terrible. Uh, that's, like that's what people take away from this movie.
0: Maybe it was just because she's so horrible in every other role. They're like, wow, look at that performance. She Maybe. set the bar so low that she surprised everybody. Yeah. I mean, again, she's fine. She's not bad, but, fine, but, but geez, yeah. that's There must have not been a whole lot else that year. Um, sure. And then it won Best Screenplay based oh, okay. on material previously produced or published. So I adapted? Know. I guess, yeah. It looks like Best Adapted Screenplay, so... Yeah.
1: That's, but yeah, I mean, like if if but it was up that, for a lot.
0: I mean, it was up for best picture, best director, best cinematography, best yeah. art direction, best sound, editing, and music. So I have
1: to I have to see like what else came out that year and what it lost to, you know? Yeah, it's, let's see. I, mean, I can look he, that up here. He he infamously got no nominations, like nothing.
0: That so. is one of the stupidest things. Oh, it's one of the greatest crimes ever in cinema. And the, the for me, it's that and the fact that Val Kilmer didn't get nominated for Tombstone and best supporting oh, actor. Absolutely. Not no no no, not that he didn't get nominated, that he didn't win best supporting yeah. actor is just the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. Clint Eastwood wrote a whole article about why Val Kilmer should have won an Oscar that year. Wow. Which is awesome and it's I, fantastic.
1: I, I need to read that.
0: No, hang, on. let me look this up. I have this thing bookmarked here. Let me let me look up where <laughs> this article is cuz it was it was awesome.
1: I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Uh, I, mean, I knew he didn't win, but I didn't, I didn't know Clint Eastwood, of all people, was. All
0: right. Let's see if it'll go there. Okay, yeah. It's on this WN. What? <laughs> Yeesh. Hang on. Let me go back. It's on this, uh, like, WND.com or something like that. Okay. I'm sure I can find oh, it. Oh, no, it, I'm sorry. It wasn't Clint Eastwood. Chuck Norris. It was Chuck Norris oh. who wrote it. Oh, wow. My, my, yeah, my bad. Chuck Norris wrote it back in February of 2016 on uh, wow. WND.com and wrote a whole article about why Val Kilmer should have won the Oscar for that movie.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody thinks. Come on.
0: Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. But no, okay, no. So I was looking this up. Let's see. Who won the best... Uh, who else was up? Uh, Gloria Stewart in Titanic, Julianne Moore in Boogie Nights, Minnie Driver in Goodwill Hunting, and Joanne Cusack in In and Out. Those are the other nominees for Best Actress in a Supporting Role.
1: I would have given it to Minnie Driver for Goodwill Hunting. but
0: yeah. I would have given everything to Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. I mean, that was the year Robin Williams won Best yeah, Supporting. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, Actor. I, so of course, yeah, it's not going to take away from that.
0: And Matt Damon was up for Goodwill Hunting. for Sure. I mean, that movie was great. Hunter. That oh that movie's amazing,
1: yeah. It just may be one of those cases where it came out in a in a very competitive year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is this
1: came this came out the same year Titanic. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, come on,
0: Titanic sucks.
1: I know it does, but let's be honest. <laughs> like filmmaking wise, you can't really fault Titanic It's like, my God,
0: what they accomplished. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, Titanic so- won just about everything that year. Except for the writing, the writing was terrible, and the acting really wasn't that great either. Well, that's why LA Confidential won Best Writing. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is fair enough. But
1: but now, yeah, this, this movie has sadly like people forget how good it is. Like whenever I see like lists of like great movies of the '90s or greatest like cop dramas, I'm like, why isn't this
0: one in there? Yeah, I mean, I I hadn't I hadn't seen it, so yeah. I mean, that's well, now no, you have. Fair. Yeah, I have now, and I I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm, Thank glad,
1: you I'm glad. I, I'm glad I picked a good one.
0: Yeah. So uh, okay. So that was um, L.A. Confidential. Now we got to switch over to Ian's. Ian watched one of my favorite movies of all time, Moneyball.
1: Yeah, Moneyball. This is one that I've been meaning to see, and again, just never have gone around to it because um, I'm not really a big baseball guy. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll. You know, I'll root for the Braves. You know, when I don't know any better, but uh Braves are one game um, away from clinching you know, the
0: Ameri- the uh, National League East as we speak. I don't believe it when I see it. <laughs> what do you mean? They're literally uh, one game away from clinching. They'll clinch tomorrow. They'll find a way. <laughs> There's only like ten uh, games to go, and they have like a nine game lead.
1: No, okay, like yeah, like I haven't followed them this year, so I have no idea how good they yeah, are. But this, um, is the,
0: this is the year to follow them
1: apparently but no yeah so like baseball movies i mean i love a lot of baseball movies but um we've talked about this
0: before baseball movies are by far the best sport sports movies like baseball as far as like different sports go baseball by far has the best movies
1: yeah it's like basketball is my favorite sport but for the most part basketball movies suck because they're pretty much all the same it's like i mean Hoosiers is a classic but even then I'm in no hurry to rewatch Hoosiers, but um.
0: Yeah, there's only a no, handful. So like, I mean, there there's a few football to me is the second best. i would say yeah, as far as movies go, the, there there's yeah. there's some good football movies, but baseball's got at least fifteen great movies. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah ba- Baseball's got the history. It's got you know you can also do comedy in baseball, so yeah. yeah it's
0: like Major League, Major Halo, League's you know, one of the one of my favorite movies of all time. Also. Oh, it's hilarious! But yes, yeah, so
1: like I mean, that was kind of reason why maybe I didn't see this movie, but like. Watching it, it really is not about the baseball at all. Really, no, it's it not. Was, like, it's not about the players or you know, like what happens on the field, which was really like refreshing and different. Now, like watching this movie, I mean, obviously, I should say it's really, really good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I think I watched it the day after we we the last episode. Um, cause I just I've really been meaning to watch it. I finally had time. I'm like, no, I'm watching this finally. And um, I've forgotten that Sorkin have written this. Well, he did. Um, he rewrote which, it. Yeah, he, like, he co-wrote it, rewrote it, yeah, which is, is funny, because, like, watching it, I was, was like, this doesn't sound like Sorkin usually does. Well, yeah, because um, it's not an original Sorkin it
0: script. It's very, it's it's a very right. different script. Basically, he went in just to write the dialogue.
1: And even then, the dialogue didn't feel like his usual trademarks. Like, you know, like you, I, I, can, I can literally spot his dialogue from a mile away. Like, it yeah. is so unique and, like, you know, trademarked, but... But like that's why I liked it because it, it kind of had all the hallmarks of his scripts, but it wasn't kind of this sometimes over the top smart obnoxious dialogue that he can kind of get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so and like and then also it wasn't directed by like David Fincher or anybody. It was directed by um oh what's the guy's name um something Miller I think.
0: Uh, wait, uh, who? What? Sorry, what, what were you talking about?
1: The director of Moneyball. Who oh, did, it was did, uh,
0: Bennett Miller. Yeah, he, he. I think he did like what Fox Foxcatcher. I think so. I forget what else. Um,
1: yeah, so it was kind of like it was almost like a, it was a really uh, darker let's see, movie.
0: Uh, Foxcatcher, Cap- uh, Capote, yeah. and the Cruise. Yeah, because yeah, and, and that
1: was the other thing that really stuck out to me when watching it, it was like it was a more kind of darker cynical movie than Sorkin usually does because like you think of like a few good men um the yep. west wing a lot of stuff it, it, even though like you'll have some cynical dialogue i don't and know stuff,
0: the social network's pretty cynical
1: it is yeah and that's one of the few but like this movie but the directing too it, it was just a much like it wasn't glamorous it wasn't like you know fast pace and and like oh wow look at you know the workings of baseball it, it was pretty like definitely at times really bleak i mean that whole period when like the season first starts and they're just losing games like it's like Oh, man, it's like, are they ever even going to get out of this slump? Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I didn't—I don't really know anything about the real story. Like I, I didn't I didn't follow it as it happened. Mm-hmm. So that was the other cool thing to watch with this movie is like something I just was not privy to. But it was really like a huge, I don't know, I guess, like changing moment in baseball's yeah. history. Kind of.
0: Yeah. Um, so so what happened was and the movies, uh, obviously, it's it's a movie. So it's 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 very scene. it's very different from the way it actually happened because this ad actually happened over a, a span of like six years. Course, um, yeah, you
1: can't do that tonight.
0: Right. So they they pretty much condensed everything into one year, but I mean this was the biggest year and and the most apparent of all the years. So so that, that's fine. Um, yeah, because
1: they win what the twenty games in a row. Yeah, yeah. All oh. that
0: all that happened. Um, but another thing is. The Joan Hill character never existed. Um, okay, he's he's uh filling the spot of a real life person who was named right. Paul D Podesta, who was actually the like assistant general manager at the time, and the the you know he was a Harvard a Harvard grad in economics. He was that kind of guy helping with that, but they and they weren't even the first to really come up with this, but they were kind of the first major league baseball team to start implementing this stuff on a regular basis. They started back in the late nineties though. And they kind of slowly, it it was a slow build with this type of thing. It didn't just happen in one year, kind of the way, the way it is in the movie, but, but it it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I've read the book, which is fantastic, but the book's a lot more, uh, no, it's a lot more obviously in depth, but also just kind of, about the ins and outs and the numbers and more. It's more right. about that stuff. The movies, yeah. obviously. But but it does, like, the fact that it took a subject like baseball sabermetrics and somehow made that into an entertaining movie is oh just God, one of yeah. the most impressive things ever. I mean, because to me, to me, it's interesting just as a massive baseball person. Sure. But, but even still to turn something that's all about numbers and stats and stuff like that and not action into a yeah. like entertaining movie is just amazing. And and the the way they did it for me is they show this aspect of not just baseball but sports that is not seen. And this isn't even yeah. seen by sports fans usually. The front office stuff no. that that that's that's just not seen usually. And so that was just so fascinating to watch. I mean, the best scene in the movie is when he's is at the trade deadline when he's trying to get Ricardo yeah. Rincon, and that's not the way. That's not the way it That's not the way that works really. But right. But but in a way, it, partially it is, and, and that's just fascinating. Where it's like, oh, I have to take this money from here and then get into this player here because I don't have enough. Like that was awesome.
1: Yeah, the fact that he's like basically bluffing half the people he's on call with, like yeah, is. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, this movie is really off the back of Brad Pitt's performance. 100%. And this is is one of his best films, I think.
0: Um, I I would say this is probably his best film.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you wouldn't be wrong. I mean, but he's got a great filmography. Oh, yeah, of course. But but Uh, no, like, I mean, his his character just seeing his – especially the ending. Like, the ending really stuck with me because, again, like, I had no idea how it was going to end. So I'm like, oh, they must have won the World Series this year. It's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, nope. okay. Well, then he gets the, the, the biggest offer ever from, you know, the Red Sox. We're like, okay, he's going to take it. It's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> and so that really stuck with me. Cause like, and I can see why a character like that would would um, would um interest Sorkin, you know. Because, yeah. like, you know, the way that he just – like, the scene I love is when, you know, the, the one – I forget what he is. But he, he, they've got that room of the old guys who are, like, the uh-huh. scouts. Yeah, and they're just completely stuck in the past, like they're talking about guys' girlfriends, like yep. oh, his girlfriend's not attractive. It's like who cares? <laughs> and uh, and, you know, then Brad Pitt comes in with you know Jonah Hill is like, you know what, we're gonna completely change it. And there's that one head guy who's like, you know, the most you know um, confrontational about it. And then he's he a comes, dick. Up, yeah, he comes up to Brad Pitt later, and he's basically like, I think you're gonna fail. Like this is a mistake. And Brad Pitt's like, I'm not going to fire you. And then, like, he just, like, puts his hand on his shoulder, like, trying to, like, a real dick, like, power play move. And Brad Pitt just, like, you know, shoves his hand off. He's like, okay, now I'm going to fire you. Like,
0: (laughs) oh, it's such a great scene. Well, he also says, he also says something else to him, but. uh, Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that scene's I wanted to talk about, too. How, like, that's one of the most intense non-action action scenes I've ever seen.
1: Which one? The one in the hallway No, no, no. The no, one no, the in one the... the the one
0: in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, there's no action per se. That's that's going on. Like, they nothing yeah. happens. They don't get in a fight or anything. But it's just so visceral of just a scene that it it's it, that's so impressive.
1: Well, this movie is like way more tense than you would think, especially I mean, again, for someone who not knowing what's going to happen, like when they get to the 19th game and they're trying to clutch that record. And, like, and they're just pissing the game away. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> and, like, I can't
0: handle this. Yeah, after Paul Bird gave up a bunch of runs. Oh, did they? Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that you guys had talked about that at the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. For those of you that don't know, Ian's family is really good friends with Paul Bird's family. He's a former Major League pitcher, and he was pitching for the Royals at the time when, the in 2002, right, when the A's were there. So he was actually the pitcher in that 20th game that gave up like the 11 runs in the first couple of innings <laughs> and then of course they ended up coming back and tying it but anyway so that's just oh, so an funny. interesting tidbit. but yeah
1: like but yeah like you know he has a whole like oh I never I never stay for the games because it's like a good luck charm but then he comes back right. as soon as he comes back they start losing like run by run and like oh my god it was so
0: painful all that and stuff like, I mean, so good. Like those oh, are the yeah. things that make it so much even uh, so much better. Those little things like yeah. how accurately it gets so many little things about the game of baseball and the way oh, people sorry. in the game just act. I mean like the fact that like when they're in the room in one of the beginning scenes with all the scouts, every single one of them are are dipping like every one of yeah, them yeah, are, yeah. are are dipping, and that's the way that that's accurate. Like that's is the way really? it, it is, and you know, even you know, Billy Bean's character is dipping throughout the whole movie, and yeah. um, and then the superstition thing. Baseball is by far the most superstitious of all sports oh, with the way people are. So it just all these little things that just made it feel even more realistic, especially for someone who knows the game of baseball.
1: Yeah, and I love like how they showed like you know what it's like for guys like basically on the edge like you know chris pratt's character when Mm -hmm. you know he's like basically you know he's i guess he's like injured to hell you know he's kind of no one thinks anything of of him and he's waiting for just anyone to give him an offer and just like you know they show later on when they have to knock the guys down to minors you know like it's really like i remember it was just paul and kim always talking about that stuff and and like finally seeing it you know like in a movie you know but in action is it really gives a lot of perspective And, and yeah so like i loved how it really wasn't about the games themselves. It wasn't about the players. I mean, like, I mean, again, Chris Pratt is like the only actor you really recognize. I and mean, even then he's only in a like, handful of scenes.
0: Well, Jonah but, like, Hill. Seymour
1: Hoffman. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just, the players, I
0: mean, oh, 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 of the players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this is, this yeah, is, I, this is uh, parks and rec Chris Pratt, uh, before yeah. Chris Pratt became big movie star, Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah. This is, this is pudgy, you know, pre sex symbol, Chris Pratt. It's, it's pretty pretty yeah, and but, he's um, fantastic. But no, like, oh, he's great, yeah. But like, um but yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's good. He was kind of underused, I think, for such a powerful actor, but he was still great, I think.
0: Yeah, it's um, so weird that they have him in this role. Because it's such a weird role a for through. Philip Seymour Hoffman to play. Like yeah, Philip it's Seymour it's Hoffman playing team. a baseball manager? Like, that's just such weird casting. I, I'm pretty sure I mean, he's, even- I'm pretty sure he's friends with Bennett Miller. I think how, that's even uh, okay. how that came about. Is well, he, of course, you Capote, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, but he's great. I mean, of he course. He's great, but I yeah. Mean, he's fantastic.
1: Weird. Oh, but yeah, he, he was great in pretty much everything. But yeah, it was just weird seeing him in a role where, like, he didn't have a whole lot to do. There wasn't any, like, big Oscar moment, you know, where he's yelling and having his big monologue. It's like, it was just very subdued. It's just kind of interesting. But yeah, and that, but the movie also kind of wasted, like, Robin Wright is in it for one scene. Yep. Um. Uh, Spike Jones is like her husband. He's yeah, in it for one weird. scene. It is weird. But um but yeah, but no, like Brad Pitt really just I mean, he he sells his whole movie and he's unbelievably good.
0: Yeah, he was one of the biggest reasons this movie's made. Uh he was sure. he was signed on pretty early and while they were still looking for studios, and this went through several different iterations. It was mm. I think one of the I think the first director who was attached to this movie it was Steven Soderbergh. I can and see that. It was gonna be a very different movie. Um, oh sure. I forgot all the casting was, but it it was very it was very different, um, and I I don't remember where it was originally gonna be made, but then it, they had spent like ten million dollars in pre production, like getting different things ready, and whatever the first studio was, d- then didn't didn't want it. They wanted to unload it because they didn't think it was gonna do anything, and so they ended up unloading it. I don't remember who who made this. I don't remember what the studio was. Uh, was it Fox? Oh, it's Columbia and Sony. Oh, okay. So, uh, I don't remember That's where right, it was Sony. before, but it ended up being made by, uh, by, by Columbia and Brad Pitt's one of the produce bit main producers on it.
1: Oh yeah. Cause it's plan B. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So he was, he, I mean, he was a huge part in getting this movie even, even made in the first place. And then, Gosh, just his—I mean, he is this movie. Oh yeah, I mean his—his I mean, his performance whole, is this movie. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you—you just—you
1: see why he's so iconic. Because I mean, I mean, he again—the rest of Jonah Hill's great, Philip Seymour Hoffman's Jonah great, Hill's but,
0: I mean, weird in this movie because this was still like goofy Jonah Hill. Like this is still you know coming off of super bad like like uh, like four years before Jonah Hill, yeah, he was still. This was, this was like first like pretty much the first serious Jonah Hill role that I can think of. I think so.
1: Yeah, I think I think this really was like his first like venture into where people were like, oh wow, he can actually do dramatic stuff.
0: Yeah, so that's and he's great. no oh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the funniest part of this movie. No, for like sure. he does a great job of being the comic relief without being like a comic relief character.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. hilarious.
0: Like these is like the scene when he first brings Jonah Hill into the scouting meeting Oh yeah. when they're talking about how, you know, they're, they playing for what, how they're going to replace these players. And he just keeps yeah. pointing at Jonah Hill to like say different facts and figures and stuff. And then by yeah. the end he's asked like the same question again, and they're still not wanting to answer. And he goes, guys, answer or i'm gonna point at pete again <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> they just the littlest things of when the first time he points to him he's like yeah uh, y- you you want me to speak and yeah goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i'm pointing at you like joan hill <laughs> yeah, just, he's so believable it's this kind of you know a guy a young guy who's thrown into this position that he's not used to and doesn't yeah, really he, know how to a- act
1: He's an outsider in baseball, you know, even though he he obviously knows more than most of the people inside, you know, but he's seen as an outsider because he, you know, he challenges the way it's, is you know, approached basically.
0: Yeah. And that, that comes across so, so well. Yeah, um, I, I had forgotten how well this movie was received. I yeah. Mean, this movie was massively well received. Uh, it made like over, it made over a hundred million um, oh, dollars. It has a 94%. Critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% viewer rating, and that's mostly just from non-baseball fans, I would assume. Sure. Um, It was nominated for six Academy Awards.
1: Did it win
0: anything? No, it it didn't win anything, but it was nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Adapted Screenplay. It was nominated for all Mm -hmm. those. Uh, Brad Pitt nominated for Best Actor, and to be honest the fact that he didn't win ticks me off. Who won? This was the best this was by far his best chance to win an Oscar. I mean it was yeah. uh Jean uh Jean oh no the Desjardins. artist. Yeah, oh, for the no. artist, a silent a... film and a guy that didn't have to talk. Yeah, that was won. one of the worst. <sighs>
1: that was one of the worst years ever for for the Oscars. Yeah, no wonder.
0: Yeah, and that's just and the other options were I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Damien Bitcher, or Bicher or something for a better life. Eh? I have no idea who that is or what oh. that movie is. What uh, that movie is. Yeah. George Clooney for the descendants. Uh, yeah, he was good. And Gary Oldman for Tinker Taylor soldier spy were the other was...
1: people. Yeah, no, but he easily should have won for that.
0: He 100% yeah. should have won. And like, this was his chance. Brad Pitt's not winning a lead actor Oscar if he didn't win this one,
1: I don't that Ad Astro movie is getting a lot of buzz. But oh I mean, yeah,
0: he, I'm excited about that. I'm going to see that next week. I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, but, but no, uh, like, yeah, it's a shame because I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of like leading performance, this is easily like his best.
0: Oh oh yes yes no I believe because he, he's
1: great in Seventy, he's great in Fight Club, but this is the one where it's literally he has to carry the whole thing.
0: Yep, and he does just. Pr- I mean, he's so believable too, just oh, as God. Billy Bean, like as a former jock yeah like star baseball player like you totally buy it oh yeah N- not, just, it not just not just l- not just his look but the way he carries himself right he, like oh, he yeah, just seems he like an uber confident former success you know big sports successful sports player like he he exactly. just exudes that yeah so that huge great. fan love that movie I, yeah, th- that's I, one of those mo- handful of movies where I could watch anytime. Like if anyone yeah. was like, Hey, you want to watch Moneyball?" If I could have just watched it like the day before it, I'd be like, sure. Like, yeah,
1: I I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch again. This this is one I really enjoyed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty awesome. So those are the two movies that we watched for movie swap. Uh, do you want to go ahead and pick our next movie swap movies or do you want to talk about some of the other movies we've seen real quick first?
1: Oh, uh, what we talk about, few first.
0: All right, so we'll we'll hold off on giving the next movies out for just now. So I've been watching a lot of movies. No kidding. Because I have nothing else going on for the most <laughs> part uh, during the week. Um, and I've been watching a, a handful of different things. Mostly, I've been watching. I watched the other Tarantino movies I haven't watched. So I watched Django. I watched Jackie Brown. Um, I still haven't watched the second part of Kill Bill. I watched the first part years ago, but for some reason I haven't watched the second part, so I still need to watch Uh that. And I don't really care about Death Proof, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah, no. I might watch it at some point. Um, (laughs) And uh, let's see, uh, going back even a couple of weeks, I saw It. Oh, yeah. And then I saw The Goldfinch this past week, and I also watched, I also watched a great Sergio Corbucci movie, Navajo Joe, which is fantastic.
1: I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that
0: movie was amazing. That's Burt Reynolds playing a Native American, as he, had, he did a bunch back in the 60s, which I didn't realize.
1: Uh, no, I'm sure a lot of people probably want to forget that.
0: And, no, but he's great. Oh, I know. Oh, it was fantastic. That that movie was so. Br- I mean, it's Corbucci, so it's so brutal. And it, I don't know. As far as spaghetti westerns goes, it was it was very entertaining. It's like ninety oh. minutes, just an awesome revenge flick. Um, I found that because it was on it was on like some Tarantino list of like Tarantino's top westerns. Oh, okay. And he was saying how it's prob it's one of the best just pure revenge movies ever made which which yeah it pretty much is that's pretty much all it is is very little plot um <laughs> not a bad thing no 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 it reminded me a lot of John Wick as far as kind of plot goes just simple oh, okay. to the point you get it and then the guy goes out and kills a bunch of people Sweet. and and you're all for it <laughs> so yeah. I would highly recommend that movie that one was a lot of fun
1: yeah I mean you'll see that
0: and then uh, I watched the Goldfinch it's eh. yeah it's the book about, is better I had never read the book. Oh, okay. um, but, yeah, you know, it's fine. Uh, pretty much what everyone's saying is it's about right. It's been a huge box office bomb.
1: I was going to say, yeah.
0: Um, which is fair. I mean, it's just, it's very messy. It's very mm. sloppily edited. Uh, the kid is fantastic. Okay. Uh, the guy who plays, like, young Ansel Elgort, or uh, young Theo, is fantastic. Uh, Oaks Fegley is his name. And uh, he was really, really good. Anne Sargourds fine. Nicole Kidman's pretty good. Yeah. Finn Wolf, uh, Finn Wolfhard was really good too. Um, okay. But I mean, he's that that guy's just exploding right now. Um, yeah, no kidding. With the amount of stuff he's done, so he was really good. Um, but it was just you know, it's it's fine. It, yeah. You know, well shot. It, it's pretty much the definition of Oscar bait, in my opinion.
1: Sure. Even though I won't get any.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> but that's pretty much what I would. I would say about that movie. Um, then LA Confidential. Then want. then because of Navajo, I was like, all right, I want to watch another uh, cause there's so many Burt Reynolds movies I have not seen for some I reason. Know, right? Just he's just an actor. I just have not seen a lot of his famous movies. So I watched Smoking the Bandit, and that wow. was great too. Classic. That was that was fun. I mean that's like the only thing I compare that to like the Road Warrior or something like that, where it's just yeah, they're on the road and that's it, and it's awesome. <laughs> It's uh, interesting characters driving with awesome car chases and yeah. car stunts. I mean, directed by Hal Needham, the best stuntman ever. Yeah. And that was awesome.
1: Again, a movie that can't be made with like, anybody else. Like, no. you just going to no. do it.
0: No, definitely not. Um, And then I watched Snatch the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. I finally watched that. And that movie was, I don't know what that was. Like, I finished watching movies like I have no idea what happened, but I enjoyed watching it.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the best um, Guy Ritchie films for sure. Yeah, it
0: reminded me, and it 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 preceded it by a year, but it reminded me of Oceans Eleven. Oh sure. As far as the way it was shot, yeah, like kind of a little bit over the top. The music was almost exactly the same. Yeah. Like just in the way it was acted, the way the actors, the the like level between comedy. It, it just, it felt very much like Ocean's Eleven, which is a great thing because that movie is oh, yeah. just phenomenal. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. Brad Pitt, I understood half of his stuff and it was Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. you're not supposed to. <laughs> and I forgot it was Brad Pitt like halfway through the movie because he's, he's so different in that role. Yeah. Um, He still has that like super skinny fight club body.
1: Yeah, you're right. He's definitely still in the in the Tyler Durden. And that uh, was,
0: oh man, he was great. That that was that was just a great. That was a lot of fun. That was. A it was, very a, it fun was a really movie. fun movie. So those are movies I've seen recently.
1: Okay, well, yeah, you definitely seen more than me, but I've, I've seen a couple recently. I saw Clue finally.
0: Yeah, I've never um, seen that.
1: It, it's really good. It, okay. I mean, it's it's such a weird movie because I mean it's a murder mystery and it's really, like you know it's it's one of those small casts. It's like eight people. I've but seen the game. Really... I've
0: seen. I've played the game.
1: Yeah, and it, and, it, and it, like I guess in terms of movies based on games, it's probably the best one. <laughs> um, yeah. Not a whole lot of competition, but still, You're right. no, it's, it's really funny. Um, I don't know, reminds, man. I was
0: a big fan of Candyland, the movie. Was, was
1: there a movie about Candyland?
0: <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> there probably will no. be at some point, but
1: yeah, oh for sure. But no, this this movie's really good because like I, it, it always got really good reviews and people talk about it really fondly. And I can see why Tim Curry is so good in it, and you know, just watching him yeah, Tim in Curry's his crime. Yeah, so I mean, it reminds me a lot of like Faulty Towers, a lot of great like Monty Python humor. Okay, um, yeah,
0: very British you, humor.
1: Yeah, you, you would definitely like it, I think. But that was really good. Um, I saw so, a lot so does
0: that get you all excited for Knives Out? No, God no. Um, why not? It, what, Everyone it, else is excited
1: because it, everything I've heard about it and freaking Ryan Johnson. Like, I'll see it when it comes out, but I'm. Oh God, like again, if somebody else had written it, I'd be totally excited for it because that cast is great and it looks cool, but I I can't stand all the crap that Ryan Johnson's into right now. But anyway, uh, no, so that was really good. Uh, I saw The Lost City of Z, which um, I watched because it's the same director who did uh, Ad Astra. So I kind of want okay. to prepare myself.
0: I saw, that was, I've seen World War Z, but not Lost City of Z.
1: Yeah, no. This is a uh, this is an Amazon movie that came out a couple of years ago, and I always saw like the trailer for it, and I'd always see the poster for it on like Prime Video, and I heard it was pretty good. And I just never saw it. It's like Charlie Hunnam. It's based on a real explorer who went into the Amazon to find like this ancient city, really. Um, and the movie is all about him. It's like a two and a half hour long movie, but uh, it was really good. Um, it was like him, Sienna Miller, Robert Pattinson um and it's just about like him it's about this real explorer who would go into the amazon a couple of times and he was always trying to find this lost city and like in real life he actually like the real explorer went missing and we never know like what happened to him Hmm. and and they do that in the film but it's a really well-made movie it's really beautiful um like on location great score like the set design is amazing superior piece so i definitely recommend it and then watching it has just made me more excited for Asher right. because it was really well directed. Yeah, um, for, so I'd recommend for that. Okay. I saw another movie, Seventy One, which is based on like the the like IRA war uh, in Ireland. It's about mm-hmm. a bunch of British British uh, soldiers who were sent in to uh, you know kind of secure the peace and basically mm-hmm. like all all things go to hell on submission and one soldier gets left behind and he's trying to like. Escape this, you know, hostile Irish uh, neighborhood that where like all the the IRA guys are looking to kill him and stuff. And it was pretty good. Um, you know, it was a little budget, nothing great. Um, but it it was it was interesting, pretty sus- suspenseful. But I mean, nothing to really write home about. Yeah. And um, and then uh, before that, I saw a good time, which uh, yeah, is a I movie... watched
0: that a few months ago, also.
1: Yeah, which is a movie I I had heard like amazing things about yeah, and. Me too. I can see why people like it, but it's just not for me. I agree. It's weird. I just, I I need a movie to have more. Cause like that ending is just like, that's it, huh? Like to me, I get what the ending is going for. And it is very realistic. Cause like, you know, if he were to like pull off everything and live happily ever after, with his brother, it it, totally go against what the movie is about. But like when a movie like that happens to me, I immediately go like, what was the point? Like, what was the point of me? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, I guess it was directed really well to me. It was like just a little bit too like claustrophobic and, and hectic and shaky cam and craziness. But, um, I mean, Robert Patton's is really good, but I renew that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a weird ass movie. And yeah, just, just not my cup of tea. It's an it, uh,
0: anxiety in film form. Oh my God. It really
1: is. Yeah. I wrote a <laughs> review about it, but maybe that was the other reason I didn't like it is cause like, it's literally my worst nightmare is personified. Like, Oh my God. It's, it's, I mean, I love stressful movies like the the Fugitive and great stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this movie like goes a step past that. And it's just like like random chaos. Like oh yeah. But um, I, agree. I mean, very very real realistic. I'll give it that. But um, yeah, not, just not for me. And then really the last movie I saw that I, w- I would talk about is um, I saw brawl in Cell Block 99, um, which is from the director who did Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Who's a director I've really become fascinated with? I've seen his other films. He's done three so far. He did this Bone Tomahawk and another movie called um, Drive Across Concrete, and they're all really interesting. Um, I like Bone Tomahawk the best, but then I like this one a close second. Uh, This one's like Vince Vaughn. Um, He's like this. I don't know. He's kind of like this blue collar guy. He gets sent to prison because like he loses, like he gets fired, and he has to start selling drugs, kind of to make money for his wife. And unfortunately like a drug deal goes bad and even though he tries to do the right thing he gets sent to prison. And while he's in prison, the the cartel guys want to get back at him so they kidnap his wife. And they're like, hey, if you don't kill this other guy in another prison, we're gonna kill your wife. And like he's a really good guy and he wants to save his wife. And he's at like this, you know, low security prison and the guy they wanted to kill was at like a maximum security place. So like he literally has to do all his stuff to to get to the guy he needs to kill. Mm-hmm. And it's like but doing so means like he's like never gonna get out of prison where like originally he would be he would get out in like five years. And it's really kinda like it's kinda like a allegory for like Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Where he's like going further and further into hell, but but like um like it's Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's like a giant. He's like six foot five or <laughs> he's something. He's a big dude. And in this movie, like he's like a former boxer and he just beats the shit out of everybody and it's great. <laughs> because like the, the directing if you've ever seen the director's of other movies is just very like bare bone it's like there's no score is you know very few camera angles and so like yeah. when he's beating people up you just hear the wet slaps of him just breaking arms and stuff and like he just he's a behemoth in this movie and is is great um it's a dark movie is it's got a pretty dark ending although there is some like hope to it a little bit but uh but I'd actually really recommend it if you don't mind violence and uh and some you know, messed up stuff. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was actually really interesting.
0: Yeah. Bare bones, violence and messed up stuff. Sounds very fitting for the guy who did bone Tom Hawk. <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly. Like as soon as I saw bone Tom Hawk, I'm like, okay, no, I need to see this guy's other movies.
0: Yeah. That was a, uh, that was, that was an experience for sure.
1: That's a one that's of a kind viewing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Best part about bone Tom Hawk is the fact that the opening shot has David Arquette in it. And I did not realize that.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot David was,
0: Arquette, and that was amazing.
1: That's a great. We need to talk about that movie sometime because that's a very interesting movie. Um, yeah,
0: um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of my favorite movies, but I definitely would enjoy talking about it. It's,
1: it's not. I wouldn't <laughs> call it one of my favorite, but I, I definitely. I I just enjoyed it because it was, it was so unique and like that's it, a movie that sticks with you for for better or worse.
0: Yeah, it does. Yes, yes, it yes it does. But no, but yeah, that's. That's pretty much
1: all. Oh, I saw the Godzilla sequel, but that's so forgettable and dumb. It's not even worth talking about. It wasn't
0: even fun as like, yay, Godzilla. That, that's that's it at the most. I oh, mean, well, at least it, at least it has that. I mean, how it, much more do you want? Well, I I, I like the Godzilla movie.
1: I know. I like the 2014 Godzilla. I'm one of the few people who actually liked it. But but I like
0: that, that movie I, has not aged well for me. I really I, I, enjoyed it when I first saw it, and the, kind of the subsequent times I've rewatched it, I've liked it a little bit less. Sure, well, I still I, I like, still it, like fine. it.
1: Yeah, but this movie, like,
0: I mean, I mean,
1: it 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 does right, in that it gives you way more Godzilla action, which is good, but everything else is just so much dumber. Like, I, that's the hard part. It's like it's almost like you get what you finally want—you get more Godzilla action—but it's at the cost of like everything else you want to rip your ears off and scratch your eyes out too and, and even then like it wasn't even filmed that great like every fight is obscured by like snow or rain oh. and I, i'm sure we, i'm sure they do this to help with the cgi artist to help like you know not have to detail everything but like yeah like the first movie even though there was not a whole lot of action they actually look great like yeah say what you want about gareth edwards he can film a freaking action scene like no other
0: but, um, uh yeah yes yes he can I would agree uh, with that that's,
1: that's all Rogue One is Rogue One is nothing but beautiful action scene there's nothing else to chew on or enjoy but at that least you know
0: yeah, pretty those much. look great yeah pretty much um okay well fair enough yeah fair enough
1: alright well now I guess we have to pick
0: yeah now we gotta pick what um what we're gonna watch for oh, the next movie I know I know there's a handful nope. of these. I'm not sure which direction that I want to, uh that I quite want to go into. Let's see. I know, cause
1: like, cause I'm like, you've given me a couple Sorkin movies, and there's a couple you haven't seen that I want you to.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a few.
1: Wait, have um, you seen The Social Network?
0: No. Right,
1: okay, you just know about it. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've been meaning to get around to. I just haven't. Um. Yeah, this is one I definitely want you to see. Okay, here. For, for mine, Ian, I'm going to let you pick. You can pick oh. which which decade you want the movie to come from. Okay. We got 40s, 50s, Holy crap. 80s, 90s. Wait, no, hang on. Sorry, I skipped the 70s. 40s, 50s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or uh, the first decade of the 2000s. You know what? No, not the 2000s one, because I just did uh, Moneyball, which was was 2000. That that was second decade, but still early enough. So you got 90s, 80s. You know what? I'm going to take out the 90s one, too, for another reason. So, okay, 80s, 70s, 50s, or 40s?
1: Well, you give me a lot of 80s, so I'm going to say take out the 80s. So let's go
0: 70s. All right. You're going to watch American Graffiti. Oh, okay. American Graffiti? Yep. George Lucas, right? Yep, that was the okay. big start off for George Lucas, um, and the first Harrison Ford movie as well. Right. right. Um. Yeah. Wow. That's been that's been down there, and so yeah, that's a fun movie. It's a, it's a day in the life movie, in nineteen set in nineteen sixty two. So this was like, you know, it, it was almost like a Happy Days thing, where okay. you know, it was TV show. It was from the seventies, but is about like the Early '60s, late '50s type time period, and it's it's fun. It's an enjoyable. It's an enjoyable movie. Okay.
1: All right. Well. Let's yeah. See. Let's see. The... Uh,
0: Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Howard, gotcha, Paul LeMat, yeah. Charles Martin Smith, Harrison Ford, Cindy Williams. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 fun movie.
1: All right. Yeah, that's not one I would yeah normally expect myself to watch. So there you go.
0: There's a, I have a handful on here that are probably ones you wouldn't expect to watch, but you're going to have to. Well, there we go, Lil. One of these days, I'm just going to warn you, one of these days I'm going to pull out Gone with the Wind. Oh, God, that's going to be a whole <laughs> afternoon. And I'm going to laugh really hard whenever I decide to pick that. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, I, I wouldn't say you're doing that to spite me, but it is a like a great film. So it's not yeah, like,
0: yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's a handful of these famous films that I've only seen within the past handful, you know, few years too. So oh, sure, that's uh, that's fair enough. But yeah, so Ian's gonna watch American Graffiti.
1: All right, so I'm gonna watch American Graffiti. So I think I'm gonna have you watch. Huh. See, I thought about going with a western. You know what? Yeah, you've seen a bunch of westerns lately. I'm gonna go with Three Ten to Yuma.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's one of those. I have no excuse. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Yeah,
1: this this one this is easily my favorite western of probably the last easily last decade, probably the 21st century, maybe.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, this one is so good. Is James Mangold, you know, who did Logan? Oh yeah. Um, got, uh, Walk the Line, of course, mm-hmm. and about to do that Ford vs Ferrari movie, which I can't which wait. Which
0: I'm excited about that too. Oh yeah. my god, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but no, this movie it's got great cast. It's got freaking um. Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, um, Peter Fonda, Alan Tudyk, so many great people. But I mean, like you, you hear Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, and they're great. But dude, the guy who steals this movie is Ben Foster as a villain. Hmm. He is so freaking good. I mean, Ben Foster is one of those great character actors that's great in everything. I mean, like, he stole it in Lone Survivor. He steals it in pretty much everything he's in. But dude, he is, he is so good as a villain in this. And it's just a really good western. Again, you, you
0: you are talking about the one from 2007, right? Not the one from 1957.
1: Yeah, yeah not the original. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, no, the remake. Yeah, this is one of the few cases right. where the remake is is better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, no, it's, no, this, it sounds this is like a good movie. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. That's that's been on that's been on the list for sure. That I needed nice. to, that I needed to get to. So all right, so that's what we're gonna watch: Three Tinny Yuma. And we're gonna watch uh, American Graffiti. So Those gonna be the two that the two that we're gonna see for. I should have picked this American way. Gangster. Then we would have had a similar <laughs> title. But that's okay. Oh, how dare you! Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. All right. So uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Uncapped Crusaders Review. Unless you have anything else you want you want to say. I don't. No, it's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Uh, I'm gonna go and watch uh, Rambo: Last Blood now. <laughs> Which Let's I tell freaking how cannot wait for.
1: I'm sure he won't disappoint.
0: They literally, all they need is just Sylvester Sloan high body count killing people. That's all we want. That is all I we want. I think that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's not enough of that. I was talking with someone about that the other day. Like it's just, there's not enough just straight. I think it was I was thinking that while watching Smokey and the Bandit. I was like, there's just there's just not enough of these. That's why John Wick created exactly. such a revolution so po- i yeah, mean obviously because so of how you know the way it was shot and the work and all that's part of it too but ultimately it's just it's just a simple straight up action movie and we don't get enough of those everything has to be deep and and meaningful and all this other crap Complex, yeah. it's like who cares yeah, like, just just yeah, go like, out there and race a car or kill people
1: yeah like when my mom who's like the most innocent woman ever and doesn't like violence is like i just want to see keanu reeves kill a bunch of people i'm like okay now you know you've done something <laughs>
0: That, that's the sign. That's the sign right yep. there. Oh, man. All right. So that does it for this episode. Go and uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at Uncaped Review. Um, that's where I post all the links to the episodes and anything like that. Also, you'll see me post rants about Batman and Spider-Man from Spider-Man, time to yep. time on there. That, that that definitely happens. So go ahead and check that out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand.
1: You can follow me at barkbark
0: so go ahead and do that. Leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Those always help as well. Please. And uh, we're, we'll, we'll get back to talking about some Batman stuff. Uh, next episode, oh, sure. I believe, we'll, we'll talk about a Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, kind of our new format of talking about the movies instead of just sitting down and watching. So uh, if you guys want, go and uh, give that a watch before next Friday. And then, you know, you'll be able to follow along with us as we talk about a, a pretty underrated um, animated superhero movie. So, oh yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, that does it for this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.